welcome to Halloween H4-3? H403, H430, I don't know. Talk Film Society's little retrospective on all the Halloween films. I'm your host, Brandon Shamutella, and joining me back from the dead is my co-host from the original run of these episodes, Zach Michael Moore. You know, you know what would have been funny? Jumping way ahead to the end. <laughs> if when he gets circled by all the f- people at the end of the movie, he's like, whoa, guys, hold on. This has all just been a misunderstanding. Big misunderstanding. <laughs> if he finally starts talking, then <laughs> that would have been fantastic. Oh, whoa, whoa. Whoa. You guys got it all wrong. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, joining us, we also have a very special guest. And I, you guys may not have realized it, but he was actually there the whole time. He was very important to the first film. And we get a little bit more of his backstory here tonight. Marcelo J. Pico, founder of the yes. Talk Film Society Network. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing amazing. Uh, I, I'm very happy to be here uh, talking to you guys about this movie. Uh, especially. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Halloween Kills. You know, it's weird because we should actually be talking about Halloween ends right now, right? Stupid COVID. Yeah. yeah. Stupid COVID. Yeah. yeah. But we're, at last, we had a year delay, and I'm guessing that we're just going to be getting Halloween ends next year, which I'm okay with. Um, but I'm looking yeah. forward to discussing this. This is going to be an interesting discussion because I think I really am going to need to talk this one out. I talked it out with my friends that I watched it with, and I'm like, I'm not quite sure where I stand on this film right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that we'll find by the end of this discussion, how I feel right now is my opinion's going to change drastically once I've seen the next film, I think. Okay. So, we, got, we got a Matrix Reloaded Revolution situation. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Oh, that's an, another can of worms. <laughs> I think those movies are great. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be interesting to uh, to talk about this one here. But uh, we will be discussing the new film by David Gordon Green. And um, I got to say, I'm happy because I, I decided to splurge and, and buy the Blu-ray edition of George Washington before this. So just watched his first film, which is amazing. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's lots of good stuff in here. And and I I, I recently rewatched all of Eastbound and Down, so that was my preparation for Halloween Kills. <laughs> Excellent, right on. Zach, do you got some trivia for us? Yes, I do. Awesome for Halloween Kills. So this is a big returning movie for a lot of characters and actors, uh, some of which both, some of which recast. But in this film, you have Jamie Lee Curtis, Charles Cyphers, Kyle Richards. Nancy Stevens, and Nick Castle. So they were all in the original Halloween, and they all returned for this film. Now, the characters of Tommy Doyle and Lonnie Elam from the original also returned, where they're recast with Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Longstreet. Uh, this guy looks very different since we saw him in Weird Science. <laughs> and yeah. Anthony Michael Hall, I, of course, know best as the reporter from The Dark Knight. I don't know what you guys are we're talking about, but... Uh, <laughs> Paul Rudd, not available. Uh, I know! <laughs> what, a, what a loss. I mean, when they're going back to all these people, why did they not get Paul Rudd for well, Tommy Doyle? Appar- apparently, he was, in the, he was in the running. Like I think one of the producers, maybe Blum, was like, yeah, we were thinking about Rudd. So at, that's yeah, the no, I, I have a quote here from uh, Malik Akkad, who was the, uh, the son oh, yeah, of uh, Mustafa Akkad, who was the overseer of the uh, Halloween franchise for, for, for many, many years until his death. Uh, but this is what he had to say about uh, 
Paul Rudd, quote, it would have warmed my heart, and definitely there's some disappointment there. Uh, ultimately, uh, Anthony Michael Hall fulfills this role in a way that's maybe less jarring for the narrative and maybe won't take people out of it. Because Paul Rudd is so big for a lot of things like comedy and whatever, he's a fantastic actor. I think it turned out this way for a reason, and we're so excited. Anthony Michael Hall does a knockout performance. It's definitely going to be one of the fans' favorites. And he does, he mentions how it might be you know, confusing because of Paul Rudd being known for comedy and stuff. Uh, confusing because Paul Rudd was Tommy Doyle in a, in a deleted timeline <laughs> following six. That would have yeah. been the ultimate. People, it, these timelines are so confusing as it is. If you put somebody in here from one of the other ones cast as somebody else, I think that would have been way too complicated. Uh, but I do think Paul Rudd looks more like Tommy Doyle than Anthony Michael Hall <laughs> does today. But. And, and and just to confuse people more, there is like a split second shot from Halloween two, the original Halloween two, in Halloween Kills, which is just also if you're really paying attention, you know doesn't make yeah any no sense well, at all. let's talk about some of that so so Halloween two the um let's see now the first Halloween two of like four yeah. different Halloween twos oh, okay the before we go too far yes, though yes, yes. Let's we take a step far, back yeah I want to take a step back because this is how I've been referring it to it for, with friends okay. so I think we should settle on this one here let's settle. 1978, we're going to call the original, and 2018, we're okay. going to call the first one. Because honestly, I was making this, that same mistake. I was talking to my fiance about. It. I was like, "Well, in the first one," she was like, "Well, you mean the what's that then?" I'm like, "Oh, well, yeah. that's actually a sequel to the first yeah. first one." <laughs> so I think we can refer to the 2018 one as the first in this trilogy, and then there's the original. So just for the sake of the argument, listeners, original 78, first one 2018, fair. Got it. And then what do we call 1981 Halloween 2? Uh, the, other than the best film in the franchise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we'll just call it, we'll call it Halloween 2 because that's just his name is Halloween right. 2, right? So, so Okay. Yeah. Not to be confused with Rob Zombie's Halloween mm-hmm. 2, which I will also bring up later. Okay. But yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but no, to your point, Marcel, uh, they they do incorporate a lot of things from Halloween 2 from 1981 into this film to the point right. where they actually have footage of uh, Sheriff Brackett looking at his his daughter's uh, body. That's from that's not from the original, right? Yeah. That's from Halloween 2 from 1981. Mm-hmm. That's the shot. Uh, yeah. So that's in there. They also take the, the logo for Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. Uh, that is from Halloween yeah. 2. Um, and then, you know, if you want to go even further down, uh, Marion Chambers, you know, the nurse, right? Now, she uh, was in the original ha- Halloween 1978. There we go. By our rules now. Yes. <laughs> the original. She was in Halloween 2 from 1981. She was in Halloween H2O, and now she's in this film. Uh, so her character is the only uh, person to be killed twice by Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so. interesting. Wow. And d- dies in a very similar way to her scene from the first film, which is a callback to that as well, with him going through the door and all that. So I thought I thought that was very yes. interesting. No, the um, original, not the first one. Th- um, see, there we go. We're already <laughs> we're already tripping over ourselves. Um, and I'm I'm already confused, uh, not confused, but like I'm, now I'm thinking about Halloween H two O, which I forgot that she was in. That, so that's the best scene in Halloween H two O, my opinion. <laughs> but yes, the, Nancy Stevens is the actress, and she's she's appeared in four yes. of these films and been killed by Michael Myers twice uh now jamie lee curtis obviously comes back for this this is her sixth time in a halloween film which makes her surpass donald pleasance as dr loomis he was in five obviously the 1978 film (laughs) halloween (laughs) two halloween four five and six so there we go yeah we're not going to count this one because he's not 
in it, although he is yeah, in it. Yeah, so let's just side note on that. I, I had my suspicions we would see a CGI Dr. Loomis at some point over the course of these movies, because that's what we do these days. It's just like, that's, this is what is done. And I got to say, I think they did it very tastefully, very subtly, and they pulled yeah. it off very nicely. Yeah, I, uh, I'll say the same thing. I was surprised, pleasantly surprised. I'm like, I thought they were just going to have the voice, right? Is it the same guy from H2O that does uh, the voice? I don't think so. No, uh, okay. I think it, it was probably the same guy from the first one to keep that terminology going because because uh, the guy from H2O was actually uh, Tom Kane who does the voice of Yoda in the Clone Wars and I mm. thought that was a little off uh, but I oh, like wow. the guy they got in the last uh, uh, the last the film one. when there was you know and whenever they can play tricks like oh they're listening to it on a tape recorder or mm-hmm. he's over there in the distance yelling and you're kind of disoriented so they, there were enough tricks there where, where it didn't it didn't scream out like that's a CGI guy or that's an actor playing Donald Pleasance. Like this, this fit with what we had seen before. So I really respected that. So now the uh, escape mental patient, the the second one. Which did they mention that in in the first one? Y'all, that there was two patients that escaped the bus crash. There was a few that escaped, and they caught some. Okay. Um, but I don't think they ever finished discussing what happened, but there was a few that got away, they said. Okay, so... so I'm pretty sure. The, the, as, as far as this film goes, the second patient, there's Michael Myers and another guy, um, he was the Umbrella Man from the beginning of the first one. So we actually okay. see him in the ah, courtyard there. Okay. Uh, now, he was played by an actor named Ross Bacon, who had actually passed away after this film and before the release because obviously you know they filmed this a couple years ago and he had he had cancer i believe and he passed away uh not too long ago but he uh he was in the first film as well Mm -hmm. so some good continuity there um not a retcon as some other things may or may not be as well as we'll discuss in our in our conversation (laughs) also the uh when we see his mugshot that character's mugshot on the tv you know we do a little rack focus back to tommy doyle at the bar we don't see michael myers mm-hmm. mugshot so they're still yeah. playing with that we show you a little bit but not quite his face so now speaking of uh photos on the tv this was a very interesting piece of trivia in my opinion uh when they they're showing the victims of michael mm-hmm. myers first uh, killing spree from 1978 when uh, David Gordon Green was going through trying to find yearbook photos of uh, Andy's boyfriend, uh, the actor's name was John Michael Graham, and there were some rights issues with trying to get his photos, so he ended up using a photo of Bob Odenkirk <laughs> from, yeah. of course, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, and I, that blew my mind. I was like, oh, that's cool. They found a photo of that guy, and he, he looks just like him. I thought that was a great pull. Yeah, I, I had no idea. Uh, it, it just it, the first time I saw it just went past me. I was like, "Sure, that's the guy." And then reading more about it, and then seeing first time I saw it, seeing the credits and seeing Bob Odenkirk's, Bob Odenkirk's name, I go, "What?" I googled it, <laughs> managed to see this movie again, and caught that. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's Bob Odenkirk." Mm-hmm. It's like a young, you know, long haired glasses. It's the, gla- the glasses, but I, <laughs> I guess yeah. everybody wore those glasses in the seventies, <laughs> right? And then see me Yeah. Now, uh, one of the producers of the film, Ryan Freeman wanted to have Daniel Harris do a cameo. Daniel Harris, who, of course, played Jamie in the Thorn trilogy, or at least four and five. Uh, but that was vetoed. So they're, they're still trying to separate themselves from those films. Uh, no Paul Rudd, no Daniel Harris. You know, maybe we got one more movie. I would love to. She came back, obviously, for the Rob Zombie movies. So I would love to see. And she's, she yeah. became for it. She's always wanted to come back. So I, I would I would love to see that as more of an homage to the overall Halloween mythology. So ho- hopefully we'll see her in Halloween Ends. Yeah, I love her. Like I, she, She's definitely a highlight 
in those movies uh, that she's in in the earlier Halloween movies. And yeah, she's. It seems like she's always game for anything Halloween, mm-hmm. except for Halloween Six. Except for that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. <laughs> Oof. Now the in the uh, firefighting scene where they're putting out the fire uh those were actual firefighters from cannon air force base uh so i thought that was pretty cool they they used some authentic firefighter gear and trucks and and firefighters themselves and because that was quite an ambitious scene so that makes a lot of sense to use an actual uh department there so we talked about some halloween 2 connections there are a lot of easter eggs for other films of the franchise beyond that uh throughout and i'm sure we might remember some more as we talk but uh big one the silver shamrock masks from Halloween 3, make an appearance. Uh, they you were in that? the you're, first you're, one as yeah. well, though. There's kids walking in the street in the first yeah. one, right? So I'm assuming yeah. Michael killed those kids. and those, took uh, Yeah, they're, are they the same kids? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I rewatched some of the first one, the 2018 version, and yeah, you see them like... I don't think they're the exact same kids, but yeah, you see the, the same masks, mm-hmm. or at least one or two of them walking around in the background. So I assume they're the same. They're supposed to be the same. But oh, I, I, I love that nod. I mean, I love... Season of the Witch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my n- not to jump ahead, but like my wish would have been for them to wrap up, you know, the Michael Myers saga in this movie, and then Halloween Ends just be a remake of Season of the Witch. <laughs> that would have been great for me. Uh, but no, I love seeing the masks in action here. Yeah. No. When the when we see the the first group of kids who play the play the prank on uh, Big John and Little John, uh, I was like, that is that the skull mask from Halloween three? And then of course we see that one and the witch and the pumpkin head later uh, when Michael stages the victims, which he does a lot of staging of victims in this film. So that that was a cool nod. Uh, whenever they can incorporate those, I would love to see a silver shamrock logo on the Michael Myers mask at some point. That would be the ultimate, you know, nod I think to connecting them both. But uh, also, I just want to say one because you mentioned the characters with big john and little john i'm really disappointed that little john didn't say look what i can do at least once <laughs> yes <So>. yes <laughs> yeah uh michael mcdonald from mad tv oh uh, Stuart. i love him i love them <laughs> the both big and little john well i mean we'll, we'll get into it more later I'm, I'm assuming but oh god just to see him on the big screen in a halloween movie uh so good. now he's the only person to be killed by mike myers because Austin, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Austin Powers killed him with a zamboni or a steamroller, whatever it was. <laughs> that's genius. I didn't. Oh, that you just blew my mind just now. And he dies in almost the exact same fashion of him screaming, "No!" <laughs> that's a great boy. Oh, says killed by Mike and Michael Myers both. Michael McDonald. So there you go. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, lots of other nods are here, but but one I, I thought of was the, the, the pitchfork. Uh, obviously, uh, Karen stabs Michael in the back with a uh, pitchfork. And in Halloween 5, Michael stabs some people with a pitchfork as well. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah. Farm equipment, right? Very lethal. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, original 1978 film, they mentioned like, oh, there's a dead dog here, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't see it, but we see it here. So there you go. In case you ever want to know what that dog looked like, the Michael's was eating, right? In the original, or no, the, the 1978. Uh, so got to get that terminology yeah. right. But <laughs> and they actually recreated the uh, William Shatner mask for uh, the flashbacks to 1978. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had their own uh, feature version that he wears here in the present day, and in the flashbacks they recreate that clean original looking masks. Uh, which was, of course, as we all know, as Halloween fans, was a Captain Kirk mask, which was painted white, and they changed the hair a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe how, like, the front of the Michael Myers house when they went back to 78, 
was like spot on, a hundred percent perfect. Like it was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah the, the 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 look of that of those flashbacks. I mean, we'll talk about what happens within the flashbacks, but I think they capture that aesthetic pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, like they even capture like the film grain of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. They apparently added some, uh, some grain filters to kind of really capture that, that 1978 look, which is great because yeah, you yeah. could, I'm sure some will do this now. We'll make some edit of like <laughs> edit these scenes in the original. I'm sure they will be on, keep your eye out on the internet for that. Right. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. at you, Soderbergh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah he's, he's got, he's always, he always has free time. So yeah. Now, now, speaking of, you know, the 1978 version, uh, you know, the first kill from Michael, wherever they pull the mask off, he's a little kid, and they're like a crane pull-out shot. That exact camera move is replicated when he comes out of the house in the flashback, and the police surround him, and they do that crane, dolly back, whatever it is, whatever technically oh, they yeah. use there. It's a very similar shot, referencing that as well. Michael standing in front of his childhood home. Uh, and, you know, Brendan, I agree. You know, some of the frustrating things about four, five, and six were like, hey, it's the Myers house. I'm like, that's not the Myers. <laughs> that's not the Myers house. It's like a castle or something. I don't know what you guys are doing. Uh, but the attention to the detail was, was very good here as we'll get into. Now, uh, they had initially planned to film Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends back to back, but that would have been an intense mm. schedule, so they decided not to. It's a shame they didn't, because then they could have just, you know, boom, boom, boom with this. But we're as has been my understanding is, I think, is correct, the Halloween Ends is coming out in 2022, so we only have to wait a year, which is fair. I mm. think right. it's good to have, you know, you wanted it to come around, around Halloween season, so... You don't want it to come out, hey, it's spring break, everybody. Go see Halloween Ends. That wouldn't really work. So I, I, I don't yeah. mind the year gap. It was it was wild when they first announced it. Because, like, the rumor for, like, the first – before they made it official was, like, somebody said, oh, they're releasing two Halloween movies in the same year, in the same month in October. I go, what? That can't be. Yeah, that can't I remember right. that rumor. That was bizarre, right? Yeah, and then, like, whatever, like, a day or two later or a week later, they said, no, no, no. It's going to be, you know – Back to the future style, like, you know, one year, this one, then the next year, the next one. And I think this is correct. Like, uh, I, I saw uh, David Gordon Green being interviewed on um, The Last Drive-In, um, and he said that they were preparing to shoot the next one soon. So they haven't even shot it yet. I and thought they did shoot it back to back. I'm surprised uh, see, about that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Either he was is wrong or something, or they, I don't know. Maybe it's an old like, interview. Was he? Maybe it was an old interview. Yeah. Maybe maybe they did already shoot it. But yeah, it's definitely coming out next year. Now, I, I had heard also that, and this ties into an alternate ending here we'll mention as we wrap up the trivia, but he had rewritten it some during the pandemic, and it's going to be kind of different than what the original plan was. So perhaps that is plays into it. Um, yeah. But in an earlier cut of the film, uh, it ended with Lori calling Karen on her cell phone moments after Karen is killed uh, by Michael. Uh-huh. And then Michael answers the phone and breathes into the receiver, which, of course, is a callback to the 1978 yeah. film. And uh, that's what she realizes it. And then... Lori realizes what has happened to her daughter. So then she walks out of the hospital with the knife that her granddaughter left her earlier. Uh, and they even mm. zoom in on the, the bloodstained knife, which is kind of the same ending of the first one, uh, which would have right. kept that going. Uh, but that would have locked them into continuing the same night story of this whole trilogy. Yeah. And so they're like, well, now this gives them the freedom to perhaps have it take place later. I I can go either way on that. I kind of like, like, how far can you stretch the credibility of Michael Myers doing his thing? Like, you keep this night going, maybe, you know, it's it works better that way. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you need time for him to regroup and heal because he's been completely, you know, 
just beat up by everybody, but we can discuss that at the end. But there you go. There's your trivia for Halloween Kills. Excellent job. Thank you so much, Zach, for that. That's really good. Um, okay, so let's jump into this discussion here. And I mean, I don't know how much we want to get into it, but we got to keep in mind that this movie was supposed to come out a year bef- ago, which right. was a month prior to the election. Yeah. <laughs> See, so yeah, do we think there's a message that, there? I, I, I'll i start by saying yes. Mm-hmm. I sincerely believe so. Um, and I think not yeah I, yeah I guess let's just get into it this movie is already very divisive mm-hmm. with a lot of people you know I, I I came out of it kind of just ecstatic like that day I had before watching this movie that Thursday night that Thursday the whole day was like a good day for me mm-hmm. and it ended with a good movie and like I, I went to I went out to an AMC to watch it in Dolby Cinema, like the for me, the best way to see a movie, and there was like a guy dressed up as Michael Myers, like 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 uh, standing outside the theater. It's like perfect, like like every everything fell into place for me to enjoy this movie. I enjoyed this movie, and then after the movie, of course, I checked Twitter and hate hate. They're like worst Halloween. They were ranking it already at the bottom, and uh, I I I didn't get it. But now thinking about it, like maybe. Because this movie ends up being so political, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, people just don't want that in a Halloween. I've heard all, people also say, like, it's not their Halloween. It's like, this is not what Halloween should be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, looking at, looking at it through the lens of what David Gordon Green and company, the writers and everybody, what they're trying to accomplish is, yes, they're, they made a movie to be released the October before the election of 2020. And... I think it is messy. I think the the message hits you over the head many times. They yell it at you at times, but I I appreciated the attempt, like because I think it works even better now in twenty twenty one. Like I can point to it and say, hey, this shows us like what society is like. It's it's breaking down around us, and there's a force. <laughs> this is added context. I'm adding to it. It's like it it also shows us how something so evil and uncontrollable will ruin us and separate us and yeah there's no getting away from it Mm -hmm. uh your family members will die around you and it's horrible and it's terrible and yeah it's nihilistic but i ate it up (laughs) it's like i i i'm okay with this being a halloween sequel in 2021 so yeah um just get that out of the way. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is supposed to be a pre-election movie, and I think it still works a year later. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I see what you guys are, are saying. I didn't necessarily maybe because I was thinking like, okay, here and now, it's more. I perhaps it works even better now because it's more of a universal overall message about how we all turn against each other and become what we hate and all that kind of thing. But uh, I, I didn't. You're right. You know, I, I think had it come out when it was intended, that it might have been more like on the nose maybe everybody tuned into it but coming out now i i do think it, it will age better perhaps in that way so it's not tied to that exactly you know uh because it's more kind of you take a step back and it's more of a greater commentary because what i did like is i did like it had something to say you know like for yeah. it's not a perfect movie but it had something to say and i did respond well to that so I, I, interesting uh, that's that, that's a uh, yeah i as you're as you lay it out here i'm like okay okay yeah the, the time when it's supposed to come out okay i gotcha i gotcha mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and 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 I compared it to something like Adam McKay doing his political, you know, take on things in film. Like also, like I also love David Gordon Green now more than ever because, like, 
I said earlier, I, I did rewatch Eastbound and Down, which like he is a part of that creative team that made that show. He also made Righteous Gemstones and Vice Principals, like with Danny Green and company. And like he is just, you know, comparing him to my favorite filmmaker, he's like Soderbergh, where he can jump from genre to genre. Like the news broke out that like he's gonna do like a Disney biopic or something for Disney Plus. And like he can go from like doing the Halloween, new Halloween trilogy exorcist trilogy which he's also doing to like a disney biopic so he can do it all and i think if he wants to do this with this franchise like trying to say something political trying to say something that you know you don't really see in like franchise like this like they're not doing this in what uh, as much as i love friday the 13th like there's no no movie in that series like really gets political Mm -hmm. as political as like something like this although i love that series too but yeah just he had something to say and he wanted to say it and i'm like sure give him give him the mic and Mm -hmm. i i i i'm i'm like invested in a storyteller like that in a genre like horror to do something as you know Mm -hmm. political as well there there is the purge (laughs) so i i i but those movies i don't know (laughs) i know but i I respond better to films like this where like they present it out there and kind of you bring to it what you're already have with it as opposed to like the purge which is like okay (laughs) you know so i i I follow Uh, yeah Yeah, i follow you yeah Yeah, but but hey purge movies from what i've seen i don't hold as dear and close to my heart as like the halloween movie so that's that's another case entirely yeah yeah. So my thoughts on this aspect of the film, like, so so I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. And as I said, I'm going to have to, like, figure out where I actually sit on this film. Like, I know where I've put it in my rankings right now. It'll probably change as we're talking. There's moments in this film where I'm like, five stars for this scene, four stars for this scene, three stars for this scene. I'm not sure. You know, it's kind of all over the place. But the the evil dies tonight and the this this mob mentality of people it didn't quite work for me because of how quickly it happened and i guess it's yeah. hard to say that because this is an hour and 40 minute movie that takes place in one night so things have to happen quickly so i'm thinking i'm gonna like this more upon some rewatches, which is why i'm so disappointed i didn't get a chance to watch it a second time before we're uh-huh. discussing this here but just how quickly the whole hospital rioted on my first watch just didn't quite work for me well, Brandon, Brandon, you're, you're a Twilight Zone fan, right? This is this is Monsters of Drew on Maple Street, man. This is like on yeah, steroids, right? I mean, that's kind of what I picked up on from that because the, the hysteria and like you see the other and all that stuff. So I, that's what I was picking up on. Uh, but even in Monsters of Drew on Maple Street, there were still people talking reasonably, right? In that. Yeah, it, you know, it, it is, you know, to, to, to that point, like it does happen pretty quickly and... I mean, I'm not gonna say it's perfect, mm-hmm. but like you can definitely see the um, uh, uh, the troubles there when like Laurie, uh, when, when Jamie Lee Curtis like says at one point, you know, yes, let, let's kill him, and then literally like two scenes later, she goes, "Oh, sh- I fucked up! Mm-hmm. Like, stop it, you fucking sheep! Stop!" Like she she makes that turn pretty quick, and like things things really go for it. And it's not yeah, it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. But again, like I appreciate the the attempt there mm-hmm. and it is frightening too because it does feel it's twenty twenty one and like I do think people turn that quickly. That, Maybe yeah, I'm just that could happen. Yeah, I, I don't have as much faith in people now than I did. <laughs> you know, well and, and they went a totally year, different year No, no, I, I I believe it'd be people that could happen, right? Emotions are mm-hmm. high, right? And mm-hmm. uh I, they took a totally different approach with that uh second 
escapee than I thought they would. I thought I thought at some point they they kill him. They think they got Michael Myers, Jaws. We got the shark. Everybody's safe. Everybody go back out there. And they don't know that the real Michael Myers is still out there. And they didn't do that. They went a whole different direction. I was like, oh wow, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I that was uh, surprising to me and refreshing, you know. So I mm-hmm. think these films they're doing they're zigging when you think they might zag, and I respect that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that but that was that's the other thing that I didn't really like about this film is the subplot with the second escapee i'm like to me it felt like a tangent that didn't need to be there it felt like it was just taking up time in the film so here's my take on that um and now having seen it twice i did really try to focus on that plot line right and this is what i took away from it seeing seeing it a second time to me this is more and I did. I did just rewatch uh, Halloween two eighty one not too long ago, and I have new appreciation for that movie. But I do admit, like that movie, similar to this movie, uh, puts Laurie Strode like on ice. Yes, for absolutely the majority of the film. So it really is Halloween um, two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with that in mind, like I think that is a huge fault of this movie. Like Laurie Strode is put to the side. I say that, but I do like this new focus on the people beyond Laurie being affected by michael myers like you you see that clear again this movie slams you over the head with this theme of like there are more people who are affected by this in the opening credits there's not just one pumpkin anymore there's several pumpkins Ooh, get it um (laughs) but then i focus on judy greer's character karen this movie is kind of more her movie than Lloyd strode's and the fact that karen judy greer tries to save the second mental patient tries to put him in a cage sort of and if we remember in the t- 2018 in the first halloween movie the first halloween movie you know laurie strode also contr- tries to construct a cage you know in order to survive to me there are parallels there maybe i'm grasping at straws but like karen's journey through this just trying to save somebody mm-hmm. failing and then just losing herself at the end just saying fuck it let's go kill him and then having herself die that her journey is like is 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 like is tragic because like she tries to save people she tries she, she tries to be human but she fails and she resorts to mob mentality and that's her ma- major downfall so that's mm. what i took away from that that uh, so you feel like her, me, her 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 death was kind of a, a comeuppance for her giving in to the mob mentality perhaps yeah like the, again, maybe this is me putting a lot into this movie of like the, what, what happened in the last year and a half. But like, if she should have just stayed at, at the hospital, things would have been fine because because Michael Myers would have just gone to his home and not he he, he wasn't going to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. If if Karen would have stayed at the hospital with her mom, she would have been fine. Yeah. Um, well, and then I, yeah. I I thought you know thinking about new characters, old characters, bringing back all these the legacy characters just to kill them off. I was like, well, that's a little, that's a little extreme. But then I thought, well, you know, Tommy Doyle the whole time is like, you know, he, you know, as he said, I effed up, right? I got this guy, he got this, not innocent guy. I don't know what that guy did, that, 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 that escapee patient, but surely shouldn't have died like that. Totally him egging on the mob did that. So his comeuppance for that is getting killed by Michael at the end. So that was like, okay. That's I, I can see why now, but of course I'm like, oh my god, they killed the, the little kid. He's not a little kid anymore. He's got he's got blood on his hands, you know. <laughs> Anthony yeah. Michael Hall. And go, going back to that point of like almost Paul Rudd being in this as Tommy, like I think Anthony Michael Hall is perfect as Tommy Doyle because, and I think this is another like very much like the theme being pushed in your face to to the greatest extent. 
anything to Michael Hall from the beginning of the movie is like is like a bigger dude, a white dude, sweating constantly. Who does he look like? You know, in in current culture, like he looks like one of those big, mean, right wing, for lack of a better word, like people who are turn out to be leaders of these sorts of mobs and like you know sort of put themselves in the center and i i I think that's intentional like i think they went with the right look of tommy doyle with what they were trying to accomplish in this movie and i don't think paul red would have got that because paul red is paul red paul red looks like you know that's the joke he looks 35 years old always (laughs) so but anthony michael hall looks like he went through some shit and you can definitely sense that that's where his place is Mm -hmm. to be that sort of person to lead that mob so i think it works Mm mm-hmm so you, you talk, going back to Lori there, she talked about Lori being sidelined. So I, I've seen a little bit in some of the reviews on Letterboxd and whatnot that people don't seem to like that. I don't mind that. And yeah. par, there's lots of reasons why I don't mind that. So like, the, I'm actually not making a joke when I say that Halloween 2 is my favorite in the franchise because I really do love Halloween 2, right? And so Lori is very much sidelined in that film. And with this, this film really does feel like a Halloween two. Like it feels like a modern version of that Halloween two because so much takes place in the hospital, right? And having her sidelined to is going to lead up into what we're going to get in the next film, right? With a battle between Laurie and Michael at the end, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. and that's why I think people need to wait until they see the next one before they give the final their final thoughts on this one here. And, and it does make sense why uh, Karen had so much to do in this film because this is it for her. You know, she's not yeah. going to continue on to the next because Allison also didn't have much to do, I think. So I think they'll both play into a lot yeah. in the next film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll say that's, like, to me, that is maybe the weakest point of the movie is is having Lloyd just in that hospital bed for the, mo- for the most part. Um, but, yeah, I... <sighs> It's, I, but I think it, it does play into what they're trying to do in this movie. I admit it might seem like padding. Like, like maybe they could have put off the same thing they're trying to do with, in three movies with like two movies. But I, I, did, I, I didn't mind this movie though. Mm-hmm. Like, but I admit, yeah, having Laurie Strode not do much at all really. I can see why people don't like it. But mm-hmm. again, like t- to me, this movie is not really her movie. Um, and it's interesting that like she doesn't come on screen until well into the movie like we see yeah it's about 20 the, minutes in before we see her yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. like we we we're introduced like t- to tommy doyle and like the the survivors first really and i think that's important to note like it's more their story you know than Lori's in this case that, but hey that was a very effective all, cut too he was like to Lori, yeah, wherever yeah. she is right now <laughs> she's like bleeding out <laughs> in the back of a truck like, yeah. oh my god screaming yeah <laughs> i'll yeah. get to because man i was i was so I was like 100% on board with this movie, and I think when they got to the bar scene, I was like, hmm. But then they, like, with all the talent show stuff, but then when he's like, hey, I'm going to tell you about the boogeyman, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm, yeah. I'm back in. You got me, right? And um, and then and then I got to say, Big John, Little John. I was not a fan of that. It felt out of place. Maybe I was thinking too much Stewart no. from Mad TV. So suddenly on no. Big John, Little John, our <laughs> solo, because that sticks out Listen. to me. <laughs> This is a David Gordon Green movie. <laughs> First and foremost, I, I love that he puts actors like because he, he did the same thing in in 2018 in the first Halloween. Like he he put in um, I forget the actor's name the the the, the dad who who got killed off at the mm, end of yeah. uh, that one. Like he's a well known like uh, comedic actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having Little John Big John, um, I forget which one's which, but Michael McDonald right he was on Man he TV. was Little John. Little John yeah Little John he was Little John right Big John. 
he's like one of the characters. He was, he's an actor in Righteous Gemstones. Like, that's where I know him from. So, I don't know. I, I, I appreciate this, like, and it may be jarring for some, but I, I, I ran with it. This sort of, like, we're in a comedy at one point because, like, they have this scene about, like, what are we going to do on for Halloween? Let's watch a movie or let's get high. And you have, like, you know, Big John dancing, like, and the cuts are purposefully humorous. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a scene later, people die. I, I, I dug it. Like, mm-hmm. I, and again, like, it reminds me that this is the director who made Pineapple Express. Like, he wants to add that sort of layer of humor to this thing and not make it like... Although, I will say this is like one of the most nihilistic movies I've seen right? you know, in a theater in a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, it does have those, those moments of humor that I really appreciated. And even that, like, the pre-showdown where Big John picks up the little knife and Little John picks up the big knife. Like, that was all... I, I loved all that stuff. Yes. I really like Big John and Little John as well. And I, I do like that horror comedy aspect because, like... <laughs> Zach, you and I are both big fans of Halloween Resurrection. We both really enjoy that movie yeah. quite a bit. Okay? I, I like it. I, I like it too. <laughs> right on. Okay, good. More than so most I like the comedic aspect yeah. of that. There is quite a bit of humor in, in all of the ones that I really love, Like except for the first one. There's not much humor in that, right? Or sorry, the original. Let me say the original. There's not much humor in that one. But Halloween 2, like some of the kills are like horror comedy kills. And in this one here, we got a lot of horror comedy kills, you know? And so it's bringing that tone that same tone that i enjoy in the franchise like you know my favorite kill in this movie is when the black woman who's a nurse goes to shoot him and michael kicks the door and shoots her that is like the most amazing thing and me and my friends howled when that happened i just loved it it was so much fun i enjoy that 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 is schlocky right it kind of it goes over it goes so far extreme that you kind of laugh at it because for 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 a little while they're like man this stuff is getting real like intense (laughs) and visceral and i'm like uncomfortable and that kind of like okay now we're having some more fun with Mm -hmm. these kills and they're they're less i don't know to me like that that kind of made me relax more because you're like right Brandon. that's that's a funny moment i'm like what what happened there she's got he kicked the thing oh anyway that was and her husband gets like the knife in the eye i'm like oh yes this is amazing i mean i wouldn't call that amazing but (laughs) (laughs) it was art it was art man to to that point i i found it like i kind of wish they would have they add some of this in kills but like in the in the in in the 2018 halloween and the first halloween like you get these kills that are like not hilarious but like are amusing to me of like that where michael basically turns that guy's skull into a jack-o'-lantern and and lantern putting the flashlight in his skull right like there wasn't much of that in kills which i miss like the closest to that it's not even really the same but sort of like michael myers being playful as a killer playful is the wrong word inventive as a killer is like when he kills that guy i mean after he's already dead he stabs him with like six different knives in the back he was i guess testing to see what the best knife would be I assume was that it because I I had no idea. I assume I, I, I that's he, what that was. I don't know. Well, because he, he didn't take a knife that he stabbed at him. I think he's like, nope, this is right. no good. So yeah. I'm going to stab him with it. Nope, this one's no good. So I had to stab it with him, and he does that a I, bunch of times. I just thought because they say this in the movie, like Michael was still like what like a six year old uh, with the with the mind of an animal or something. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and I I have a feeling like uh, with those with that kill in particular, he was just playing around. He's like, I'm just going to stab this guy with all these knives because there's just a line of there's a row of knives here. Mm-hmm. Why not just like use them all up and then just take the last one and go. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish there was more of that in this movie. There's not that much that I can think of right now. So, like pers- yeah, personality-wise, you mean, or 
Yeah, personality wise, I, I, um, I did enjoy like I guess him setting up all the the corpses yeah. after he was done. Like I mean, Big John, Little John, I thing. wasn't connecting with that as much as y'all, I guess. But I did really enjoy <laughs> like we we have the record playing the song, and then we have the picture of them together, and then Michael has oh, clearly right. propped up the corpses to look like they were in their picture. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Whenever he has his personality, like I just there's something to that that just is is, is uh, makes me smile. God yeah, bless see, that's, Marie. That's a good example of that. And I wish there was a little bit more of that. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's, it seems like there's just enough. The, well, the, the uh, merry-go-round or whatever, that's what... That one, too. That's what they call yeah. those, right? <laughs> on, the, on the playground, you know? That was that was yeah. a cool one. Um, but I guess I guess nothing's going to top that that kill or those kills in the first Halloween in 2018 of like what I said, the jack-o'-lantern skull. Mm-hmm. That was and the other guy. Yeah. was like, that, that was really good. Mm-hmm. The And there was other fun moments in the movie as well. Like when... Uh, when Lindsay went up to the kids on the swing, right? And they're like, no, this guy's just playing peekaboo with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, look, there he is right there, right? And so, I don't know, like that that moment was really, really good. So there was, there was a lot of good humor mixed into this film that I really loved. I thought it was really good. Yeah, great. well, you know, and so. it, it, on, the, on the kills, though, like, and this is something that uh, we noticed in the in the first one, right? In the old franchise, it was like, well, Michael doesn't kill kids, you know? But now he he, he does kill kids, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. he killed uh, like a baby the in, in the movie? first one, yeah, and then he and then he killed oh, the, right. these kids here. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're not doing the whole no kids thing. Like, yeah, I guess it, he didn't kill a baby. He walked past. No, he walked baby. past the baby. That's right. He killed that kid in the car. Who wanted to dance? Was. The guy who wanted to dance. His dad wanted to take him hunting. He's oh, like, I yeah. just want to dance, yeah. dad. And so he, killed he killed Oscar, which was you know we saw his corpse in this film. So much, yeah, much like uh, much like Annie in Halloween two, uh, you know, we, the comes back to play a corpse for one scene. That was sad. Oh. You know, that was like when when the people yeah. are looking for their family members. And I'm like, I don't know, like mm-hmm. got me. I'm like, oh man, the mom comes in. She's like, I'm looking for my son. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, lady, your your son is not here. Although since when are morgues like like newborn rooms where people can just walk in and <laughs> That's see? Right. <laughs> You can see right through it. <laughs> Looking at the toe tags, you know, and it's like, since yeah. when is this a thing? But there oh was some, gosh. there was some pretty gory, like that when, like that one when he's stabbing the guy. Like I didn't think it was funny. Like that one was actually like I'm like, oh, this is disturbing, right? And the the light bulb in her throat, oh, fluorescent yeah. bulb, oh, like yeah. those were intense. And then the. That's Bonnie what I'm saying. Clyde. These are the early kills. The first ones we see him doing. I'm like, these are too. Yeah. We need more fun now. I'm, I'm, I'm past no, the R and viscerality. Yeah. <laughs> but even later on, right? So the, whatever the granddaughter's boyfriend's name is, Bonnie and Clyde from the last from the first film. There, uh, Cameron. He was Cameron. So yeah. his death in the staircase there. Was oh, like I, I love rough. that personality again. She's like, "Come and get me, you mother!" And then he kind of <laughs> stops and looks at her, and then he walks down the stairs. Slowly. He's like, "Okay, I'll come and get you." And then just snaps his neck. Yeah, I was like, just an neck. F you to her. Um, wow. And you know, oh, so I don't know. I, I guess he. Well, obviously he's dead now. But I, I thought that was interesting. They kind of followed up. Uh, with him, with Cameron, yeah. you know, again, reconnect him. There was actually a deleted scene from the first yeah. one where he gets arrested, um, and they just obviously just disregarded that, uh, and he's just wandering home where you pick up on him. But that, that was a good entry point character, I guess. I guess reconnecting everybody from from who didn't connect at all in the, in the first film. And I guess mm-hmm. you know, I want to bring this up because I'm a big fan of this actor, Will Patton, right, who played the uh, the new sheriff. Yes, total retcon <laughs> that he's not dead, right? <laughs> Yeah, and it, it, 
that may be another thing I have trouble with, you know, with this movie, um, because I, I had to go back and rewatch some of the first one of some of the 2018 just to see like how much they set him up as like the guy who almost killed you know, Michael Myers or prevented him from being killed, you know? Um, cause like that seemed an ex like an aggressive retcon in my, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, giving him, giving him all that backstory in kills when I think in the first one, I like he was, he said, he said it was there that night. Right. I, 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 I rewatched it, but it didn't really feel like, mm-hmm. well, and I think that's know, why I was, was so shocked that he was killed. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe like, Two thirds of the way through, and had not, because yeah. I'm like I, I felt like he was going to be a really important character if he was like kind of part of the new, the new backstory that we're establishing is different from all the movies we've seen before, uh, and then here and it played by the flashback uh, the flashback um, of him played by one of the kids from uh, Kong Skull Island, Brandon, which we talked <laughs> about not too long ago. Yeah, one of the army guys on because uh, uh, I looked him up like that guy looks really familiar. I've seen him something. Yes, we just talked about Kong Skull Island. He's one of those kids, and I, I think he's a good young version of of Will Patton. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I love Will Patton from he's obviously the, uh, one of the coaches from Remember the Titans, and he's done he's in a lot of stuff, and so he's a great character actor. And so I, I'm I'm glad he's back, and I think he'll obviously play a bigger role in the third one. Um, but it was a total wreck because he was totally dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Did he get by, like, by the car too after getting stabbed I, in the neck? I thought they drove him over too. I was pretty sure they drove him over. <laughs> yeah, I think he away. just got stabbed in the neck. I think that was. The, I mean, you, you think he got run over, but he ran Michael over. Which again, like in 2018, I think that was a good nod to Halloween two, 1981, of like ramming somebody in a Michael mask with a car. Mm. Ben Tramer. Which I, ben Tramer. Yeah, yeah. It's oh. a name drop, okay? Because I thought that's right. I thought perhaps. Uh, and uh, what, what is it? What is his name? The Will, Will Patton sheriff character, right? the, the sheriff mm-hmm. here, um, Hawkins. Hawkins. That's what it is. Hawkins. Thank you. So I thought maybe he was one of Laurie's ex husbands or something, right? But yeah. apparently they just kissed once and nothing else because he's like, you only had eyes for Ben Tramer. So I guess Ben Tramer is Karen's dad. Maybe who knows? So maybe. Oh, head cannon. No, we'll find out next time. We'll find so, out when yeah. we get more flashbacks and more backstory. Which, which again, <laughs> let, let's talk about the flashbacks. Some I like yeah. fleshing that out. I like we we got more like one of the other deputies knew like I used to know Michael when we was like five we went over there and I, I liked I, everything everything that they inserted there mm-hmm. felt like it fit and nothing felt like out of place and visually story wise like I really enjoy because that's dangerous territory right you start walking around in the sacred ground of the original film but I think they did a really good job with all that all their additions Absolutely. Like that scene, when they first cut back to the flashback, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. This is amazing. I could not believe they did that. What a wonderful way to continue the story of the, the original film and tie it into this one by having this new continuity. Because, you know, I want to, I'll come back to this point that I'm about to make, but we as viewers of the Halloween films have a lot of baggage. We've got, 10 films of baggage, you know, previous to these movies that we've got to let go coming into them because it's a whole new continuity. So, so one of the right ways for them to do it is by creating these scenes that happen on that night. Cause how did Michael go to jail in the first one? Because yeah. in Halloween two, he's blown up in the hospital, right? At the end of Halloween two, he's blown up at the hospital. And at the end of the original, he's gone. His body's just gone. So they, they never really addressed that in the first one of this trilogy here about how Michael got caught. So I yeah. don't know. I really appreciated that. And I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. I'm, I'm one of those who I, I generally don't like when a movie does this, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, 
prequelizing, you know, something. I mean, it's sacred yeah. ground. You got to you got to tread carefully. You got to start messing around in there, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it works for me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Like, to, like, like to that point of like, I had that question watching rewatching 2018, the first one. You know, how did they manage to get Michael in captivity? And it was just, you know. I would have been fine if they never answered that, honestly. But they showed me, and I was like, fine. You know, because I think, uh, I don't know, it, it, it works. Like, I, I guess just the way it was shot, the the, the act, the, the actors involved, like everything worked for me with those flashbacks. Because mm-hmm. um, like generally, I'd be like, no. Especially like the, uh, like we talked about earlier, the, the you know, uh, um, Loomis coming back. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, when, it, when a movie does that, generally, I'm like, no, why? But... Here it works. Mm-hmm. And like to my point, I think it's because David Gordon Green and company just it, I think the execution was top notch. So I was like, fine, let's do this. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much more they'll flashback in the third one in, in ends, but we'll see. But for now I'm like, I'm content with this like retconning yeah. and this like these like these like flashback moments. I, I could have I thought they did such a good job. I would have been down for uh, more longer, like like half and half, like Halloween two in the past and Halloween two now. Like even if, if they if they wanted to go that route and kept it going, but uh, mm-hmm. but even adding so much backstory, which which I think might come into play more in the third one because obviously the uh, sheriff Hawkins is going to be around longer. Like the fact that he accidentally killed his partner and they covered it up. I'm like that's that's quite a thing to leave hanging out there. Clearly, surely they'll pick that back up right in the third one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if they will or not because it was so long ago, right? Like, who would care at this point, right? Yeah. Like, I, I like thought the whole thing, like, I'm glad they didn't do this because, again, zigging when you thought they were going to zag, like, Lori would have found out that he could have killed him and all this stuff and she'd be mad at him. But she was actually cool about it. She was like, it's not your fault. You were doing your job. So I liked that. Like, they didn't, like, create drama between them because I think they'll be the two of them and Allison will be, like, the, the ones that go after Michael in the third film. It was going back to that resolution of, like, whether. Um, uh, 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 you know, bringing up the fact that the guns were switched and like the lie, you know, from forty years ago. Um, I found that interesting. Like, I and this is like the first thing I thought of while watching that moment. It's like, well, it's kind of similar to like the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight uh, <laughs> Rises. I kill those people. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's a lie from the past that's that will be you know uncovered soon enough and. I, 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 it, it's, it's a good thing to keep in mind with like you know the next movie. It's how are they going to you know resolve that? So I, I, I like that little aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, okay, so baggage. <laughs> I really appreciated this movie because of what they did in this and how they helped me to reinterpret the first one, the 2018 one. Everybody thinks that he's coming to the hospital to come after Lori. And I'm like, absolutely, that makes sense because it's his sister, right? He's definitely coming to kill his sister, right? And we've got all of this baggage for us as viewers of these, this previous 10 films, right? These, These 10 films, Rob Zombies, it's the sister. The whole time the sister was there, you know, you got all these other stories that are going on. But he's completely reinvented this series in that it's like, no, it's the house. Yeah, right? I it's, love that. It's, it, it is his sister, like but it's the first sister. It's Judith. Yeah, the original he's, sister. Yeah. I'm he's it. standing in her room, and he's going back to that house, and he's going back to that room. So, yes, it's the sister, but it's Judith Myers. Yeah. And bringing up that doctor that replaced Loomis in the first one here. Sartain. Yeah, we saw his toe tag. Sartain. <laughs> 
<laughs> talking about how it's actually him that brought the two of them together. Like, I don't yeah. know that I quite understood or appreciated that in the 2018 version while I was watching the 2018 mm. version. But it, I don't know, like, just you the see, way that they addressed you it. You're so one. married to the sequels. That's your problem. Like, like me, I'm like, I just love the original and the rest are like, there's, there's hits or misses they go. But I see, to me, I, I responded to that very well. And the, for all, for the, these, this is, well, this one is not perfect, right? But for all the, the issues I might have, I really respect and enjoy the fact that they've removed the, the sister element from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that we're just going, because it, it makes so much sense that like, and, and then, and then uh, Sartain, the doctor, like he is like this audience, um, the insert character where he's like they, their destinies must converge and all this. It's like no, it's not like that at all, man. Like you're reading way too, you're bringing too much into <laughs> to it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I like how they address that head on because like because Karen in this film, she's like, oh my god, he's gonna come here. He's coming after my mom. He's been hunting here for forty years. And the sheriff's like, no, 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 that's not what's going on. And I'm glad they addressed that head on. And yeah. to your point, Brandon, kind of clearing that up, re- reinforcing that. Like I, I really respond well to that, and I'm glad that they took that approach with these because I was like, are they gonna do the sister thing again? <laughs> you know, is, is someone gonna come out with the birth certificate and reveal some <laughs> twist. We, we got one more movie. We could we see if they movie. still do it. Oh, but, man. but I'm all about I that. I don't think that they will. I think they're doing that. But, mm. but I mean, Halloween 2 is my favorite one, and that's the one when they tell us that she's the sister, right? So, like, it's hard to disassociate from that. And I mean, I know that a lot of people, a lot of fans of the original movies, they don't like that they've done this. They don't like these remaking the second one. And, and creating this new timeline. There's like Terminator. Fans. Like Terminator, <laughs> many right? Terminator 3s there. there's, there's so many Terminator 3s. Some people don't like that stuff. I don't care. Like, I well, like if you're going to make I a dozen movies, it. why the hell not, right? right. Uh, you know? Why yeah. not have some fun yeah. with it? So That's that, that's how I feel. Like, you know, having me watch the first one, I mean, sorry, 78, you know, recently, loving that again, and then rewatching 81 uh, Halloween 2 81 again loving that even more now before having before watching kills like it gives me new appreciation for what this franchise is in terms of like hey we're however however many movies in let's do whatever the hell we want Mm -hmm. and the fact that yeah it's like it's he's not coming after Lori like he's doing his own thing and just Lori and her family members are just in the wrong place at the wrong time that to me is tragic and that what happens to Karen is totally like like why why be there there was no reason for you to be there and and then and then you die but the reason that she's there is because her mom because Lori has just hammered it home into her head this whole time that he's coming back to get them Right. Yeah. She prepared then, them for it, right? Yeah. And then it's the doctor in like 2018 that, that sort of drives like, like, he, like he's the catalyst. Like yeah. if he wasn't around, then he, he's none of this would happen too. Yeah. 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 And then it's just like, it just tumbles downhill. It's, oh, it's, it's, I think it works. Yeah, I like, 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 like to your point, like it veers you away, and maybe this is a reason why people, you know, don't consider this like their sort of Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. It veers it away from being, you know, Laurie versus the shape. It's mm-hmm. like it's the shape versus everyone at this point. Because the first time I saw 2018 in the theaters, I'm like, I didn't like that twist with the doctor when he stabs the Hawkins and, and didn't then, kill him <laughs> and didn't kill him but I didn't like that twist I'm like what what is this this is just stupid like I still loved the movie but that one element of that film I'm like this is just stupid but watching it again a week before watching Halloween Kills I'm like okay I can get down with this I'm like I'm okay with this here but having Halloween Kills and the story that it 
having them lay that out for me makes me appreciate even that aspect even more. And like, I, I, I rated Halloween 2018 a five star before this, but now it's a solid, solid, absolutely. This is a five. I like, I love the 2018 version. Oh, yeah, so. it is. It is so good. I, and yeah, I, I'm glad I had a chance to rewatch it before watching uh, Kills because it uh, it definitely feels like a movie, the 2018 version, that, I don't know, like, it sets out to do its own thing, but also acknowledging the first one is the one they're go- you know that they're jumping off from, acknowledging that's a classic, and, you know, handling Laurie Strode and those characters in the right way, I think, mm-hmm. uh, for what they're doing. Yeah. And again, it's like this franchise doesn't belong to one, you know, creator anymore, really. I mean, John Carpenter, what is he still the executive producer? He's still like th- his, the composer. His, uh, his, his composer, <laughs> like he's still like, you know, he his fingerprints are on it kind of, but no, at this point it's David Gordon Green, you mm-hmm. know, Dana McBride, the screenwriters, they're taking it to wherever they want to take it. And I'm okay with that, you know, and I'm, yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting because obviously you get Jamie and the Curtis back. It's like, okay, well, we're going to build, you know, the stories around that. And absolutely you should, when you have access to those characters and actors who want to come back as those characters, I should say. Um, but the flashback series would maybe think, man, if they wanted to do like, you know, when this whole run is over, if they want to go to another strange offshoot, they could be like, people love doing stuff in the eighties now, right? Stranger things like have a Halloween two or three that takes place in the eighties with Michael Myers out doing his thing in that time period. You could totally do that. So like, Mm -hmm. just why not? Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, and all these things put this in my opinion, uh, and I'm not the biggest horror guy. Brendan's more the horror guy, but to me that that's what elevates this franchise over the, the Friday the 13th of the world and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is there anything else that we haven't touched on yet that we need to address in this film? I think, I think we've done a pretty good job of covering it here. Well, I, I want to mention the ending. Um, what What is going on? <laughs> is, he, is he supernatural or is he what's... Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that, that's a good point. Um, okay, one thing I love about this movie is that it really tries to acknowledge the fact that they're dealing with a, like a, a being no other person has dealt with before it's like what is what what, what, what's going to happen in a community or in a world where everything is normal right you know it's the real world but we put michael myers in the middle of it like what's going to happen that i'm interested to see what they do in ends because they're fighting a monster and it's like again it's like this world this world is real we're not in like you know cult of thorn territory here right at least right. not yet anyway. <laughs> not yet yeah but man like, in black showing happen? up in halloween ends <laughs> <laughs> but what's gonna happen next when this unstoppable force this cling machine this like undescribable being is still roaming around out there i think that's an interesting idea i i really am interested to see what they do in ends because this is something like it's like, what are we going to do? He's he's unstoppable. What as as real people are we going to do about that? I think they're they're they they're touching on it here somewhat, and I hope they really do focus on that. Like we're fighting a monster. <laughs> what right. seriously are we going to do? I love that aspect. I love that he's just unstoppable at this point. It's interesting that they did that with the end of the film because when they showed how he survived the fire in the house, it was a very human solution. He, yeah. he pulled the thing down and he hid behind a wall of protection and that's how he was able to survive. And so to me, like, okay, they're going that he's a person. 
And then yeah. they go with this ending where he's definitely like he's he takes a freaking pitchfork to the back and he gets shot a couple times. Several shots, yeah. Shot right. him six and times. It, <laughs> yeah. It, in the first one, he, he did lose some fingers, right? He got some fingers shut off in the first one and they kept that continuity here. So he's not Wolverine, he doesn't regenerate. That's established. Yeah. But so yeah, it I mean they but Michael Myers has always been this way though. So like that's something that they are keeping. Like, but see, Myers no no. No, that's you. It's you with your sequels again, Brandon. Has he always right. been this way? Not as the first film. He's just a no, guy. That's what I mean. That he's right. always been this way as he's been portrayed, right? right? So they are keeping some stuff from that. Well, they, they are walking a fine line here, which I like. It's, we're all going to see when it all when Halloween ends. We're going to see where they land on it. But it's interesting because like, so there's something that demystifies him, knowing that he got like arrested that night and like was in jail for 40 years. So I'm like, well, that's not as cool as him. Like, because the end of the first one was like, he could be anywhere, and he's breathing. You see all around the town. Like, that's the boogeyman could be anywhere, right? But you're like, okay, so he was in jail and he comes out, and then you're like, okay, well, they are firmly. If this guy got arrested, he was in jail for 40 years, and they were firmly in the in the putting their feet in the ground of like he is just a guy. You know, and like you said, Brandon, the way he survives the fire, we all thought he'd like Halloween too and walk through the flames or something, right? That's not what happened. <laughs> um, but now they're going like, and then at the end, they're like, the more he kills, the stronger the hate gets and the powerful. I'm like, are we okay? Is that what we're saying? Or is it like there's truly yeah. something supernatural going on here? And I, they, they have no choice but to go into it further with the third film. So I'm very interested to see where they end up landing on all this. So he's Red Jack. He's Red Jack. He's Red Jack in Star Trek. Wolf in the Fold. What a deep cut. Okay. I don't get that reference, so I'm going to move on. Please move on. Uh, so remind me, because I'm forgetting. So the retconned capture of Michael Myers that we see in Kills. Do they take off his mask before they capture him? No, they do a full... Speaking of the Dark Knight... <laughs> She's wearing his mask and Joker has his paint on his face. No, when Loomis is about to shoot him in the back of the head, they, he still has his mask on. He still has his mask on. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I was wondering if like the mask is the key, if they took off his mask and that's how they captured him. Oh, I, okay. Like uh, this mask had the uh, stone of Stonehenge in the back of it. Yeah, and so there we go. It all, it's all connected. If we get Irish people in the next film, like, <laughs> it's going to be great. Robots. But again, just, just to sort of reemphasize that point, like I love that, like up up until the end, really, this is a grounded movie, and like, yes, he is a real person who is is killing these real people in the real world, but no, he's not like that. And like, if they were to, yeah, go like supernatural, you know, that mask would have to be the key because I think that mask is is what powers. Because he hasn't uh, replaced yeah. that mask in this country yet. It's always that same one over and so over. It's always the mask. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was that, that was what, what drove him in 2018 when he saw that mask again, you know, when when, when he's like, uh, uh, you know, in, in that asylum. Yes, the, the, the podcasters and, are the true villains. Let's all remember our Yeah, friends. the podcast. You know what? Forget the doctor. It's the, <laughs> the podcasters. Podcast. If they didn't bring that mask there, we, we wouldn't be in this mess. Yeah. See, because, yeah. yeah, in the 2018 one, though, like, you see him from the side, and they kind of show his eye, and that's where he got stabbed with the coat hanger. Yeah, yeah you see right. it again so, here as well. Just little like, brief he can get yeah. damaged. So, I don't know. Like, so he can suffer injuries. It's, it's rough, fingers. man. Like, do you want... It's like, I want some explanation, but I don't want, like, a rule book, you know? Like, it's, <laughs> they gotta keep it vague, I, you know? So Yeah. Okay. I don't, because Anything I thought else? at the end, like, are they going to do some switcheroo? Like, that's what I'm used to watching these. Like, oh, it wasn't him. It's somebody else we just killed, right? And Because, mm-hmm. again, I thought, obviously, this was done by this point. But I thought, oh, they're going to kill the other guy. or And they're going to think it was Michael Myers. I mean, I already talked about that. But I thought that would have been the resolution to have him escape for a third one with people thinking. Because you want people to think, well, he's crazy again. Like, no, we got him. You're, what are you guys talking about, right? But that's not what they did. So I thought they were going to pull that mask off and it was going to be somebody else at the end. 
Uh, I'm just glad it wasn't the ambulance driver taking revenge because his son died in a previous movie, right? Michael Myers killed him in a previous movie, and then you know he the the ambulance driver put on the mask. Yeah. So. Oh, what was that? Halloween Resurrection, right? No, Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Oh, yeah. never mind. <laughs> Getting my horror franchises. No, well, that's up. something Sorry. like Sorry. having a having an imposter. I mean, talking about like maybe in the future after these are over, having an imposter Michael Myers is like a perfect idea. They've never really done that. Like they play mm-hmm. with it like two or three times with somebody else wearing a mask, and sometimes it's a joke, sometimes it's not. But having a copycat killer, that's why I actually thought that was really smart in the first film when the doctor puts it on. Like if I had to, to change something, oh, yeah. I would have mm-hmm. been like, I would have made that doctor younger and then have him become the new shape. You know, mm-hmm. that would have been uh, a, yeah. a way to do it because I mean, how old is he now? Well, I guess he's not. The, okay. 60. He was 21 and 78. Right. Or. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's around there. And, mm-hmm. and also I, I forget. And I just did rewatch 2018 not too long ago, but you know, when, when the doctor puts on the mask and everything, like I got very, I, I you know, counter to what you said earlier, uh, Brandon, like about like liking that moment. I, I mean, you didn't like that moment. I liked that moment mm-hmm. watching 2018 for the first time. Me too. Because I think it went to it reminded me of like Cult of Thorn actually like like I thought what's gonna happen here is like the Doctor is he like conjuring something up is he like lining something up for like some sort of prophecy or something and then they obviously like explode his head but yeah like it it, 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 I wish they could have done more with like the Doctor or maybe they might do something with ends and like. Because again, tie, tying it back to Halloween nineteen, Halloween two, nineteen eighty one, uh, was that moment uh, like uh, there's a moment where uh, Michael wrote something on the board. I forget what he wrote, but it's like it, translates it, it to like, sister, kind of, whatever it was, yeah, or something like something Some druid uh, thing, yeah, the druid, druid thing, Sam yeah, druid thing. Wasn't it Sam Hain that he wrote? Oh yeah, yeah I think it might yeah. be it. But you, yeah, it's yeah, your favorite movie. Right. You would know, so yeah, yeah, you would know. <laughs> but I, 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 you know, as much as I. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the Cult of Thorn thing, you know, to go to that, you know, to have that be part of Halloween ends, I would, I, I'd be like, sure, go for it. Yeah. You know, throw the, throw the cult stuff in there. Uh, go, go, go wild, David Gordon Green. Why not? I'm excited for next year. I'm, I'm yeah. excited to see how this is going to end. So anything else? I think we got it. I yeah, I mean, it's for for uh, one that just came out, that's a good flyover. I think we hit all the the big things. I, I guess ultimately, what do like I because I was seeing some buzz about like how people didn't really respond well to it. I don't know, like like you said, Marcel, you come you come home and it's like this is the worst movie of all time. <laughs> yeah, what do yeah. people not like? I don't I don't know. I just talked with somebody just recently, a friend of mine who said they didn't like it, and I don't know, maybe I I, I think. Their main point was like they thought it was just like we said earlier, and like I admit, it sort of is this. It is sort of like padding for the sequel. Like it, it, it sort of sets things up for the sequel. But at this point, I hate that I have to bring this up in every conversation. But like we're living in an age of like the MCU. So uh, how is this? I'm okay with this being, you know. MCUized, where we see this and we have to wait a year for the sequel. Mm-hmm. Like I'm used to it, actually. Going back to the Matrix Reloaded, like, <laughs> hey, I didn't complain then. I'm not complaining now. Like, I, and like, I love the Matrix sequel, so I'm totally fine with this being sort of like, you know, uh, setting things up for the next one because it's again, and also I'm like, it's a horror sequel, guys. Like, don't aren't you supposed to love horror sequels? 
everybody. Right. Why why do you consider this, you know, the worst one when there are so many Yeah. not so many others, but there are others who are de- other, you know, films in this franchise that I think aren't as good as this. Like as much as I love parts of uh H2O, uh sorry, not H2O. Uh Resurrection, like I'll put kills above that. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So even that, if that's the bottom, this goes above that. So I don't I don't get it. I I I I get it and I don't get it is my mm-hmm. point. Yeah, I would rather have an hour 45 minute movie like two of those than like okay, Halloween 2 is a 3 hour epic. I'm like I'm kind of burnt out on 3 hour epics at this point. It's just some nice, you know, <laughs> so you can sit See, down and, and finish within 2 hours. It's great. That's that's the thing in a recent interview David Gordon Green said he'll never make a movie over 2 hours and I'm like good on you. You're you're doing the right thing here. Yeah. Yeah, I tweeted out one of my last tweets was normalize movies that are under two hours again. <laughs> Some people have kids, okay? Some people have kids. Oh, Brandon, you didn't watch this with your daughters, I hope. Uh, yeah, I took Aubrey and Ezra and Annika, and they vomited everywhere. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah. did not. I have not shown them any of the Halloweens. I've been contemplating showing Aubrey the first one, right? But she's 11. first one is pretty bloodless, of, right? It I is, mean. but... When what's her name gets she's like choked and when she's like her tits are just hanging out there and she's getting oh. choked by the telephone. Oh, like she's eleven. I don't know. If she didn't see that quite just yet. I mean, so there was there was one that you reminded me with uh, that remark. Uh, one of my favorite lines in this movie is when I think Big John says to the kids to frighten them off, like <laughs> like Michael Myers stabbed his sister in the tits. <laughs> like, it's very perfect. Pineapple Express. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But it it, 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 it it I think it's a perfect line because it points to the I think ridiculousness is the right word of of that kill because she is like the sister's naked killed by her younger brother and like it's definitely one of those like you know seventies era horror movie kills where mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> you know tits and but to, to 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 like to like boil down the legend of Michael Myers to he stabbed his sister in the tits. It's funny to me and accurate, and I love it. <laughs> awesome, excellent, right on. Well, Zach, did you did you have a pencil and paper? Did you lose count? So I, I you know, I, I did. So first of all, kill counts, right? I, I looked up where we were at the last film, uh, and we were at one sixty four for people. I did, we had other we had robots and dogs and other stuff too, but. For, go reference that for those numbers, but we were at 164, and I, um, let's see, looking it up online on IMDb, it says the body count is 28. Uh, wow. So, that's not when I came up with my notes. I only had about, uh, I only had about 25, but I guess a well, few... there's 11 firefighters, right? Oh, the, well, see, said. I thought they were counting bodies from the other film, remember? Because, uh... The two guys, the first responders in the car with the we mentioned that kill, and then the dad, they were all at that house as well. But I guess they. Were I think they them. said eleven firefighters in this film. I think. Okay. Well, then so, that would that would make that would make it about twenty eight. So yeah. So yeah, so okay. uh, let's do some quick math here. One sixty four plus twenty eight is one. But you got to take away one. Why is that? Because Hawkins didn't die. Oh, that's right. What a oh, wreck. That's right. Sick. Yeah. Right? But he was he was a shrapnel kill. Like we we had a category for shrapnel kills. Okay. Right? Okay. So let me check something out here. Did we have them in our notes? I don't think we did. No, we did not. I, I, I and you were in charge of the kill count on this franchise, by the way, my friend. But I was was <laughs> I? Yes. Oh geez. See, this is way long ago. This is three years ago, man. Was it three yeah, years ago? A, my God. Three, three years, years ago. ago. 
<laughs> you know, it's 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 poetic that this this is coming out in uh, 2021, and Halloween two came out 40 years ago in 1981. Halloween two H four O should be the name of it. Halloween two H four O. Dun 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 dun
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, see, this is tough. I, mean, I got a pretty top-heavy list here, but of the the, the twelve uh, films, I rank in this order: uh, Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight; Halloween, twenty eighteen. I would say Halloween 2, 1981, ahead of this one for now, but we'll, we'll give this time. When we come back around next year, we'll see <laughs> where, mm-hmm. where, where uh, time and distance settles. Uh, Halloween Kills will be fourth. Uh, Halloween 2007 will be fifth. Uh, Halloween 3 be sixth. Halloween H2O will be seventh. Halloween Resurrection will be eighth. Halloween 2, 2009 will be ninth. And as you can see, I'm not a big fan of the Thorn trilogy, so <laughs> Halloween 4, 5, and 6 are round on my list in that order. Which one did you like better, the producer's cut or the theatrical cut? Of? I, I like the producer's cut. I like cut producer's cut because I'm a Loomis guy, all right? Yeah. And I think that, that kind of puts Halloween 2 from 1981 over this one. Despite the excellent CGI cameo by <laughs> Dr. Loomis, I, I, he, Dr. Loomis has a better Halloween 2 than Halloween 1, you know, as, as, as far as the original films go. So I think that's why that one is still above uh, Halloween Kills for me. So there you have it. All right. How, okay, just to be clear, how many Halloween films are there? 12, There's right? 12. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. I have, it. I have the list. All right, here we go. Okay, so what do you rate this one? Uh, I mean, I, I rated it on Letterboxd. It's a four out of five for me. Okay. Uh, solid four out of five. That's So we confirmed. all gave it a four. We all gave it a yeah. four. There you go. And now my ranking. So Halloween 1978, of course, number one. Number two, Season of the Witch. Uh, then number three, Halloween 2018. Uh, then after that, Halloween Kills. And then after that, Halloween 2, 1981. And then it goes H2O. And then the Thorn Trilogy, four, five, six, and then Resurrection, and then the last two zombie movies. Uh, uh, I'll put Zombie 2 above their Zombie 1, so there you go. That's the list. <laughs> zombie yeah. 2 above and, Zombie 1. Wow, okay. <laughs> and see, okay, here's one thing I, uh, you know, talking about, and we don't have to, you know, expound on this too much, but rewatching it. I thought to myself, yeah, this is a dark, bleak movie at times. It's super gory. Halloween kills. And it makes me think I need to give Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie Halloween 2, another shot. Because I kind of felt the same way watching that when I last saw it. Like, this is bleak and dark. Like, what's what's the good in this? So, I don't know. Maybe maybe 2021 Marcelo might like Rob Zombie's movies a bit better. But that's, that's, a, that's a fleeting thought I had in my mind. The first time I saw Halloween 2 was on Blu-ray. I bought it. And I'm like, this is the worst piece of trash I've ever seen in my life. I gave it, like... <laughs> zero stars like, mm. i just hated it and i didn't revisit it again until we did halloween h403 years ago and i'm like man like i took a hard 180 on that film and like love it i love it yeah. i think it's really good and i don't i really like what he tried to do in that second one and yeah i think it's pretty solid that's that's what i keep hearing from mm-hmm. people and and also to that point like uh, uh i may have laughed a bit uh, uh, Brandon, when you said Halloween 2, 1981 is your favorite movie, because to me, I think the beauty of this franchise and what I find amusing is that I, I, I asked people on Twitter this. I go, okay, let's say, you know, 78 is the, is the number one. What's your number two favorite movie in the Halloween franchise? There was like a different answer almost every single tweet. Like, people love, like, you know, six, people love the Rob Zombie ones, people love Halloween 2, 1981. It, um, that's the beauty of this franchise. Like, there are favorites for every person. Like, second favorite, right? You mm-hmm. know, f- first favorite, 
for some people, you know, some people love, you know, two above one, but still the varied the varied opinions of this franchise I love because you know any you know uh, people love every single one almost, you know, not as much there's not much love for resurrection. Okay, fine, but still, that was the like, that was the biggest uh, revelation to us. I think when we did H four O, like you know, this is a fun, this is a fun movie. <laughs> I think it's fun too. It's fun. So yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. I guess it's a great franchise. If if that's the case, if like people love almost every single entry, well, well, we're twelve films in. Entry. We're twelve films in, and films are still being in like your top three or whatever. Like that, that is a strong franchise yeah. right there. So yeah. like, that, that justifies it continuing this long. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. My favorite scene in the franchise is in Resurrection. And that's when Buster Rhymes comes around the corner dressed as Michael Myers. And then Michael Myers comes around the corner and he thinks it's his cameraman, right? And he's just like going <laughs> off on him. That is my favorite scene in the franchise, man. I love that oh scene so much. Yeah, yeah. So. I, I, I dig that movie a lot. I, I think it's smarter than what people give it credit for because it's i do too uh, it's like how do you continue yeah. this like well this this rally tv is hot like let's try to figure this yeah. out like, someone would take advantage of that that would be exploited yeah. that whole story and situation uh, you know i <laughs> of the times early 2000s webcams were the thing man so <laughs> yeah and again it tries to say something right like, mm-hmm. it, it, overall it may not be the best movie the best sequel but still like i i found that super interesting watching it semi-recently yeah. it's like yeah it and and me being a fan of reality TV and the trashiness of it, like it's like, it's like a perfect. Like, it, 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 it melds my interests in a way that I, I can't even put into words. Like Buster Rhymes doing karate against Michael Myers. Sure, why not? <laughs> Marcelo, thank you so much for joining us. It was a blast oh, having you, you on. I mean, if I didn't have you, it would just be me and Zach. And you know, Zach, Zach's weird. <laughs> Where can people find you online? What are you doing for podcasts? Yes, uh, for podcasts. Well, that's that's. Uh, I mean, you can f- you can find all my podcasts over at Talk from Society. Um, I mean, this one too, if you're listening to it on the feed. Um, but yeah, I I got something cooking uh, next month. It's the fifth anniversary of the website. Um, uh, putting some cool stuff out there. Keep an eye out for Talk from Society. Go to our Patreon. I'll say that Patreon.com/slash Talk from Society uh, to support us. To keep the network going, uh, we 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 rely on on people's support there uh, to stay up. So uh, any any little bit helps. If you enjoy us here, if you enjoy any other podcasts on the network, support us on Patreon. Uh, but that's it. That's all I want to say. I'm still thank mad you guys. I'm still oh, mad what? at you. Why are you mad? mad oh, you. thank you, man. I mean, is the whole reason we started franchise fatigue really this Halloween H four O project? So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. Thank oh, you, I. I I, I, I misheard you. I thought you said you were mad at me. I am. I am mad at you. I am actually mad at you. <laughs> Why are you mad? <laughs> because I remember you had a tweet where you were like, okay, if I get X number of retweets on this, I'm going to oh, do an oh. Bergman podcast. And you still I haven't done that Igmar Bergman podcast, man. Trust me. Okay. I'm one of those people who I never forget anything. Um, I think about that almost weekly now, almost daily. I think about having to do an Igmar Bergman podcast. I will do it. Trust me. Okay. I thought about it. You got a listener. I can't. I, I'm not. I'm not saying I want to be a part of it, but I am saying that I'm going to buy the box set soon. I'm going to buy the Criterion box set soon. So. I, I have the box set. I, I swear it, it's been on my mind since I made that tweet. What three years ago? Yeah. Uh, it's it'll happen eventually. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Excellent. Zach, where can people find you when you're not listening to Anne Marie? 
Well, you can find me personally on Twitter at MoronZach. That's M-O-O-R-E-O-N-Z-A-C-H. I'm also the host of my own podcast, Always Hold On to Smallville, where we talk about each and every episode of that Young Superman show. You'll find us on Twitter at Always Mallville with one S. And I'm on the United Federation of Podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at UFP Earth. I do Franchise Fatigue. I do Sasquatch. Check us out over there. Excellent. And as for me, you can find me over on the UFP Network with uh, Franchise Fatigue that I do with Zach, where we cover movies, remakes, and sequels. I have a Star Trek podcast called Infinite Diversity, which is all about new Star Trek. Uh, we just wrapped up our discussion on Lower Deck Season 2, and we're going to take a week off while we anticipate this new prodigy, this new youthful animated series that's coming. We're pretty stoked. Uh, and then I'm still going strong on my Hitchcock podcast, Good Evening, an Alfred Hitchcock podcast, uh, available on the Fandom Podcast Network network as well as its own independent feed so until next time when halloween ends how did we end these podcasts i don't remember <laughs> <laughs>